I'm CJ Von Essen. I'm Alexa Zamora. And we will be watching every single comedy movie made in the year 2007. Oh seven. Oh seven. Alexa, we did it. We did it. We, we saw something of of worth and substance. We did it. We saw a movie that was enjoyable. We did it. We after so much suffering, after so much suffering and sadness and tears, we finally watched something that that was that was good and the, that was enjoyable and fun the best part was that we had to bring in someone else to tell us which movie to see <laughs> to make sure yeah. we didn't watch another stinker hello we have, we, really- <laughs> we have sam here today sam hello hey what's up you are a blessing for digging us out of the <laughs> ditch we were in it, she truly is an angel an angel Sam, we were stuck at the bottom of a well. When we asked, and she was the lassie who pulled us out. (laughs) (laughs) Way back when we asked if you ever wanted a guest on our show, you you told us this movie, and (laughs) I'm so excited that we finally get to watch it. What did we just watch today? We watched Super Bad. Yeah. What a joy. (laughs) Alexa, you touched on it being like. We we didn't have to cringe through another movie. Uh, we I cringed in this one, but it was like a it was a good cringe. It was a better cringe for the betterment of comedy, you know. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think that's the point of the movie. Exactly. Is, is yeah. For awkward, awkward cr- cringe. Um. I mean, there were some things that I was like, oh, it's a little outdated. But overall, yeah. I was like, oh, thank God. Is there's something, there's something of substance here. Something I could. Something I can sink my teeth into. <laughs> Delicious. Have either Mama of you Mia. seen the movie beforehand? Years I ago. Seen it like a million years. But you both have seen it. Yeah. yeah. I knew. I knew coming into this zero things about it. All I knew was it had Michael Sarah and uh, Jonah Hill. That was it. You didn't even know about McLovin. No, I knew nothing. What McLovin. the funny part about that was last night, Katie. Uh, was on TikTok and I was watching, and a f- famous, famous previous guest, Katie. Yeah, there was there was a TikTok that a guy was. It, it didn't matter. Just in the background, it was like some guy's college dorm room, and I had a big like tapestry poster of the McLovin uh, ID, and I it was like, does that man just have an ID on his wall? And Katie's <laughs> like, oh, that's from the movie you're gonna watch tomorrow. And I'm like, oh, I, I, I had no idea. That's I, incredible. I'm so shocked. <laughs> This movie's a cultural touchstone. I have I, I'm learning every time we do this that there's so many movies I have not seen. I would bl- I would I would blame it on the age difference. However, Sam is also younger than me, and she knew this movie. So like I, you couldn't you couldn't last one day of 2007 onwards without somebody s- saying McLovin. I don't know what to tell you. I don't there's know. There's a period. Um. 
on Facebook where people would just like make their middle names uh, McLovin. So it would be like McLovin. <laughs> I didn't I had know at least that. Three or four people on my on my <laughs> friends list that had their middle name said as McLovin on Facebook. Now that was so, and and MySpace too. Yeah. <laughs> did, did you guys watch this in in theaters or no? No, I was. I I don't think it was really on my radar. Um, and also I was 12, which, I mean, it doesn't really mean too much because I did see, like, other <laughs> PG-13 and rated R movies. But, like, I, I think it just wasn't on my radar. So I didn't, I probably didn't watch it until I was probably, like, 13 or 14. And I just, like, knew the jokes from all my other friends who saw it. And, like, basically every single person in middle school would quote it all the time. <laughs> got you it was just on mtv a lot (laughs) that's how i that's how i like vaguely knew it but i never sat down and watched it it was it's definitely one of those movies that's on those movie channels like all the time yeah oh absolutely i'll tell you this though i have seen book smart on hulu i watched that a few months ago and as soon as terrific film as soon as i was like maybe 10 15 minutes into super bad i'm like oh Oh, this is Booksmart was or is what this was like. It's a, it's like the in you know, it's the spiritual success. Yeah, that's the much better <laughs> word use that I'm trying to say. <laughs> it's it's the it's this generation's super bad. Yeah, they're yeah. they were very similar to each other. Very similar. The whole like it all happens in one night thing. Go to a party, social outcasts, kind of yeah. nobodies. Yeah. Spirals into crazy shit. Mm-hmm. So they let's dive into this movie. <laughs> Everybody's trying to get laid. Somebody throws up while trying to get laid. It happens oh, all God. the time. God. <laughs> I'd rather die. If that happens to me, I'm dying on the spot. That's the end of me. So, folks, if you're like me and you've never seen Superbad or even Booksmart, here's the premise of the movie. It is the last few weeks of high school for Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah. Their names in the movie are Seth and Evan. Yeah, they're yes. literally named after Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. There we go. Um, and their whole shtick is that they've never really been to a party. And they're kind of missing out on like the social aspect before they go off to college. And so they get invited to a party. And their third friend is kind of roped into getting the alcohol for it. And it just spirals into crazy antics from there. Yes. I have a question. Have you guys, when you guys were in high school, were you guys invited to parties? Eh. I, you, can be, you can be honest. <laughs> I was a band kid. It was only band parties. <laughs> so, like, I wasn't even yeah. invited to, like, the theater parties, you know? It was... Oh. Oh, no. It was only the band stuff, and it was like we had a Halloween party at the local VFW, and I was the one that put it together, <laughs> like yes. stuff like that. But no, no real stuff. I... Sam, have you ever been to a big party? Um, no, <laughs> not until college. I didn't really start going out to parties. Yeah, I'm gonna say I don't I'm... think those big parties exist in high school. I was gonna say that. Mm-hmm. Okay, because listen, I. I was not a popular kid in high school. I wasn't, like, a nerd either. I was one of those people that just kind of was friends with everybody, and I floated around and, you know, whatever. And I did theater, so I was a theater kid. And I went to, like, 
the the cast parties but those were like parties that were like set put together i don't think i ever went to like a party party i would have like i would go to hangouts where me and my underage friends would drink alcohol and smoke illegal substances Mm. like but like i never went to a party i guess maybe after prom uh we rented a house in the poconos um and it was like a three day long party and that was a uh, nightmare um <laughs> that i left several times from because <laughs> it was just too much it was overstimulation but yeah i didn't like i don't i truly don't believe that these big parties exist there's no way real way of knowing for us right since we weren't invited to them it's exactly it's schrodinger's party i really i <laughs> wish my roommate <laughs> my roommate is at work right now because she works overnights now um I wish I I wish she was home so I could ask her because she was a popular kid, mm. um, and she went. I, I'm assuming she went to parties. Uh, I wish she was home. I'd be like, come in here and tell me what your experiences were, so I can live vicariously through you. I guess you'll just have to find out later. I know that parties were a thing. I just don't know if they were like that big or insane as like these movies make them out to be. Hollywood just makes them seem huge. Yeah, I I I feel like I missed out on a, on moments in life. That's okay. I don't remember anyone from high school. Like my roommate, it has such a great memory of like everybody that we went to, because we've known each other since we were like seven. So like she has such a good memory of everybody and their life and who they were friends with and blah blah. blah. And she'll be like, oh, do you remember so and so? And we had math class together in 10th grade and blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't know any. I don't know any of these people. We had an an old teacher in our high school, unfortunately, pass away. And I remember seeing it on Facebook last year. And I was like, oh, I kind of remember him. I didn't have him. But, you know, he seemed like a nice guy. And then, like, a couple months later, I'm talking to my roommate about it, and she's like, Alexa, he was your teacher, and we were in the same class. We sat next to each other. And I was like, oh, shit, yeah, you're right. Damn, your memory really is bad. Yo, it's so bad, dude. Do you not, like, I, I, some people have to remind me of things that happened in college, and that was not a long time ago. (laughs) just an old lady at 25 okay you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna piggyback off what you did alexa i like your approach of asking a question of something that happened in this movie like did we ever go to these big parties (laughs) okay another a big aspect of the movie are underage kids trying to buy booze Mm -hmm. did you guys in high school ever have to do that or try to not me personally um, I had a lot of friends that had older siblings. Yeah, that would be the way to go, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I never I had a fake ID. I feel like I also missed out on that. I mean, even my mom had a fake ID in the 80s. Like, <laughs> I think they're too glorified, man. I don't know. She had, she didn't have a fake ID. She borrowed her friend's ID because that was before they had pictures on driver's licenses. What? Wait, what? And yeah, <laughs> they used to not have pictures. What are you telling me right now? Yeah. Okay, so back in the day, they didn't have pictures on driver's licenses. That, Cameras that were invented, thing. weren't they? She, yes, but not on driver's licenses, I guess. So they didn't have photos. And so, uh, what was her? 
friend's name like Esmeralda or something like that or like something it was her friend had like a very Spanish name but because my mom looks like a Spanish woman because she has dark skin and dark hair but really she's just Greek she would just go to clubs and party at like 19 because her friend would give her her old ID with no photo how do IDs work if you don't have a photo (laughs) I don't fucking know you can just get any ID and say that's you I don't know, man. <laughs> I had no idea they made IDs without photos. <laughs> that's that's you. I, I, I the bouncer's like, I guess I have to take your word for it, Richard. <laughs> Enjoy. Yes, yes, you do, sir. That's me, Rick. I didn't even what know that fake hell? IDs were a thing that people actually did until I got to college. I don't think I knew anyone in high school with a fake ID. I think I had friends in high school that had fakes, but I just, I I felt too awkward to ask where (laughs) they got them from. My first real drink was at a friend's graduation party in high school, and it was Jell-O shots that her mom made, you know? Ooh. Yeah. And so those were fun. And then I had a beer afterwards, and that was it, you know? And that, and that, and... I didn't have to tip, I didn't have to show ID. No. It was all just in a tent in the backyard. (laughs) (laughs) I, um, I, I guess I can't, I was just talking to my friend about this at work the other day. Um, I guess my first time unsupervised underage drinking was when I was 14, my my friend asked us to come over and it was like me her my roommate and like a couple dudes i don't remember um and we all uh drank raspberry svedka mixed with capri suns that Um, probably slaps it, it, it did at 14 I feel like now I'd probably just fucking fall over. What, what did like, you do? Put the straw in the crispy sun and slowly like squirt it into a glass? You so yeah so you so you would puncture the Capri Sun and then you just squeeze it into a glass and then you mix the Svedka with it. <laughs> I try that now. That sounds delicious. <laughs> I I do remember it being really good. Good. Um, but before that, like my my parents would always just kind of slide me drinks and be like you want to try this and then like when i was a kid and we would go to disney my family would go to disney um we would go to epcot and like my my mom and my brother would like always get tired and like leave for the room kind of early and then my dad and i were like it's fucking party time so my dad (laughs) would drink around the world in epcot but like he would only take a couple sips and then give me the rest so i'm like 12 years old drinking around the world with my dad Uh, (laughs) yeah Yeah, my my dad is is uh it doesn't make good decisions, but I mean I'm here and I'm okay, so <laughs> I, he just can't be supervised with children. Sam, did you drink around the world too when you were twelve? I no, I didn't, <laughs> but I do remember Surprising. when I was like <laughs> when I was like fifteen. I remember being at a sleepover. I think this is I think this is my first time like unsupervised and un- underage drinking. Um. It was with some girls that I barely hung out with. I think they were from my field hockey team. And 
one of them like just snuck half a bottle of Hennessy from their mom's like liquor cabinet and then we mixed it with Gatorade Jesus. and it tasted like NyQuil. <laughs> oh. And Ew. it was completely awful, but we drank all of it. <laughs> Hennessy is one of the few liquors I've never had yet. It's not great. Isn't it isn't it like expensive? I have yeah. no idea. I'm pretty sure. Talk about expensive alcohols. In the movie, uh Michael Sarah's character is tasked with getting gold leaf alcohol, gold leaf vodka, something like that, for his How like. How much was crush. that vodka? I, I mean, it's gold leaf. I have. Uh, you can imagine it'd be a lot. Uh, like what the fuck? She's like, can you get the Goldsmith vodka? You're, I know it's girly, you're but 17. it's the one with the gold flakes in it. I'm like, ma'am. How much is that? Gold. She leaf. only has a budget of a hundred dollars. Here it is, gold leaf vodka. Let's go to shopping. Shut up. How much? I didn't even know that was a real thing. I mean, I guess you could put gold leaf in anything, but like... It's cheaper than most vodkas. Okay, so I guess we're going to get it. I'm seeing Does 22 bucks, 17 bucks, 21 22, bucks. 17? This, this one says 67. Uh, That's like a fifth okay. of their budget. There's Trump premium <laughs> vodka, which is two grand. What? <laughs> Get out of here with that. It, it, so it ranges, but it's around like 30 bucks. Okay, so we're getting it then, is what <coughs> you're saying. I'd try it. Why not? Is we're getting it and we're celebrating. Man, first thing out of Corona, we're getting gold leaf vodka and we're going absolutely fucking nuts. They, they really do, like, glorify everything in like a Hollywood movie, you know? Especially high school movies. Oh, totally. It, it makes you so jealous when you watch them, and then you think about it like, probably none of this, nah, none of this. You watch happen. these movies, you're like, these fucking nerds are doing it, and I'm fucking 16, and nobody's inviting me to parties, but fucking Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah are absolutely living it up. Fuck them. <laughs> Jonah, uh, I mean, uh, Michael Sarah is like the prince of just awkwardness. Nobody does it like him. I, t- I can't think of another actor that does awkward better than him. It's just ingrained nope. in his soul. He's the king. And then Jonah Hill plays, or used to play, like, the the real annoying side character, you know? The kind of asshole kid. I think they were cast, like, super, super well. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Like, definitely perfect casting and then i mean from what i read like behind the scenes like they were like actual real life like they became like actual real life buddies like real life bffs and i think that's i think that's really cute adorable jason seagal actually originally read for um evan michael sarah's character which i thought was interesting yeah jason seagal or jason siegel siegel because we have me and CJ yes. have a movie. <laughs> Jason Seagal. Yeah, Seagal and Seagal. <laughs> Jason. Man, Siegel. that would have been a completely different movie. Oh yeah. Right? That was like during the Freaks and Geeks era, though, right? Like when they were all still babies. Well, Freaks and Geeks is like '90s, and this was not. <laughs> 2007. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys watch uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall? I've never. Yes, seen it. I saw. Oh, I've seen yeah. half of it. I've seen a movie that you happened to, Alexa. <laughs> this happens more often than not. It's just that on this in the realm of 2007, okay, I've just valid, seen more. Yes. Uh, but he's in, he stars in that movie, and I'm just kind of picturing that sort of character playing into this. It, yeah, I mean, I can't really picture a, a teenage Jason Seagal. Seagal. 
Have you ever seen Freaks and Geeks? I've, it's I a, love it's, it. I've seen like an episode or two. I think it's only like a season or two. You yeah. can knock it out in like a weekend. But I've heard it's a cult classic. I watched it in college. So did I. Linda Cardellini. A heartthrob. Absolutely. <laughs> what other Michael Sarah or Jonah Hill flicks have you guys seen? Bro, they're staples of 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 society. <laughs> no, 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 no joke. Okay, so when you go onto Jonah Hill's like uh, Wikipedia page, he has so much filmography that it needs its own page. Damn. Like you have to go to a separate page just to get to his filmography. The kid's been working since he was a child. Good for him. He's not him. a kid. He's a grown ass man. He's older than we are, but you know. He was, I think, twenty three when they did Super Bad. He's my age? Or he was my age? Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's not that bad. <laughs> Wait. But still. Wait. It it gets better because when this movie went into production, um, uh, fucking Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg were also 23. When this movie went into production. <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> they were 23. This movie premiered when they were 25. They were my age when this movie premiered. They wrote it as serious? teenagers. They wrote it when they were 13 or 14 yeah. when they started writing Oh, my it. God. Yeah. Could you fucking imagine us being like, hey, guys, we're going to make a movie. Like, what? <laughs> I'm now, like, looking within. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah, like, what the fuck are we doing? We have a podcast. Just fucking around. We're on, yeah, we're doing a podcast, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, so movies, call us up. We have the experience. Well, once we make uh, some of the pitches that we've had, then I'll do it. Our, our better oh. Chuck and Larry movie, you know? Uh, they deserve the silver screen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got some in the works. <laughs> we do. We do. I mean, and Michael Sarah is uh, another 20, uh, 27, 2007 <laughs> uh, movie in Juno. So Yeah, we got that coming up. We'll be up. watching that soon. I look we'll forward because that. that's another one I haven't seen. Oh, dude, I actually saw that one in the theaters. Highly, highly, highly recommend. All right. So movie wise, they are in high school. It's almost graduation time and they get tasked with getting alcohol. But the only reason they got tasked with getting alcohol for this party was because of their third friend, Fogel. Fogel. He apparently was also named after a friend that they had in real life. Sounds good. Everybody, every character was named after somebody <laughs> they knew in real life. Yes. And Fogel is even nerdier and social, more even, uh, he's even nerdier and more socially awkward than the other two. And he's the one that gets a fake ID. And that's like the crux of this movie is this fake ID. So what's the ID say? He's an organ donor in Hawaii. <laughs> and his name is Just McLovin. Straight up. The king. One word. Yeah. Big M, little C, big L. <laughs> and he's 25 years old. 
Well, he's got to he's got to throw him off the scent. Yeah, of course. Listen, <laughs> listen. McLovin has a has a good point on that one. When they're like, "Why did you say you were 25? He's like, "Well, how many people in this town are 21?" I mean, it's a good point. 25's like, a little gonna, high, but I agree. It's a little yeah. high. I would do it like 20, 22 or twenty three. But like, I mean, you know, I get where the, where he's coming from. I don't get where he's coming from with McLovin. That's fucking <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> And so the boys all separate to get ready, right? Unfortunately, Michael, Sarah, and Jonah Hill, they both have to take the bus home because Jonah Hill's car gets towed because he parked in the faculty parking lot, of course. And so now this whole movie, every time they have to get anywhere, it's either by bus or walking. And they meet back up together outside the liquor store, and Fogel starts having a panic attack because of all the stuff he has to buy. <laughs> they psych him up. They threaten his life. <laughs> yeah, Jonah Hill threatens people's lives here like it's nobody's business. And the thing is, they are like Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg did base these characters on themselves. So I love the idea of like a 17 year old Seth Rogen bullying his friends and being so fucking <laughs> mean. It was I, very, very cruel. He was so mean. Mean fucking kids. Fogel goes into the liquor store, and this poor kid is, like, trembling. He's panicking, dropping beer <laughs> on the floor, spilling everywhere for the one maintenance guy to clean up. Makes it to the checkout. This is the pivotal point. The woman asks for his ID, because he's just making a fool of himself. He hands over the ID, and it works. And he's about to pay for it all. When all of a sudden, the kid gets decked in the face from nowhere. Out of out of a from a random fucking dude. I was not well, expecting that. I'll tell you that. Disappears. Uh, listen, I have to say the damage these characters take in this movie. Jonah Hill gets hit by a car twice, twice. in one night. In one night. <laughs> Like, the, okay, so the first one, he gets kind of knocked over. But the second time, he gets hit, he gets hit by a car so fucking bad that it shatters the windshield. And he just goes, like, rolling over it. And he's fine. Like, and he's fine. He gets up and runs away. Like, and he goes to a party. And the next day, he goes to the mall and is walking around. Like, like the, the amount of damage these characters can take and just keep moving on is impressive to say the least it's the power of teenage angst honestly that's true that's that's puberty yeah. that's the uh that's the pituitary gland <laughs> in, in high gear the first guy to hit him with a car was um charles boyle what's his yes, name i was joe, trying to think of his joe, name boyle. joe trulio joe latrulio yeah Oh, dude, I forgot he was in this movie, and then he, when he walked out, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> what was the deal with that? And what what was the deal with him and the guy, the, the man of the other house party that fought him? What, what was happening? Moving the plot know. forward I mean, and then getting him out of the movie. <laughs> right? Like, we, I, I had no idea what was happening. They were, they were alluding to stuff that happened off screen, and then they just fucking fought and got out of the way. That shit was so fucking funny. <laughs> that, like... I, I I love that they purposefully so Joe Latrulio plays this like random guy who accidentally hits Jonah Hill with his car and Jonah Hill is like 
okay, you can either buy us alcohol or give us money or else I'm calling the cops. And Joe Latrulio's like, I'm on the run from the law from a nonviolent crime. <laughs> um, but you can't call the cops. But I'm going to a party and there's going to be a ton of alcohol there and you can just take it. And he's like some sort of strange weirdo. And uh, Michael Sarah's like, I, I don't have a good feeling about this. And Jonah Hill's like, shut the fuck up. So then they go to this party and Joe Latrulio's like, oh, there's the alcohol. I need to make a phone call. And then he like talks on the phone. And then the guy throwing the party is like, what are you doing? Talking to your friends? It makes no you- sense. Don't bring your friends <laughs> over no here again. <laughs> and I was like, wh- who? What happened? I loved it. It was so purposefully vague, and I loved it. And then you never saw him again. Yeah. You never saw Joel Lynch y- again. Y'all were right. He really was just a, a device to move the plot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, and, a, and a, a criminal of a nonviolent crime. Jaywalking. Dude. <laughs> Definitely jaywalking. He's wa- he's a wanted man for the police for jaywalking. I thought jaywalking, like, was not a real crime. And then my dad told me that him and his cousin, when they went to L.A. in, like, the 80s for fun, they got stopped by a cop for jaywalking. They got stopped? And they were like, they got stopped by a cop for jaywalking. And they were like, are you kidding? And the guy's like, let me guess. You guys are from New York? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, they do a lot of jaywalking over there. We don't do that here. And the, my dad and his cousin were like, okay, sorry. Like, like I've never heard of a person actually being stopped for jaywalking. But I guess, I guess in out west, they don't do that there. I think they got to take yeah, it. Yeah, that, that is ridiculous. For jaywalking. I just found out what jaywalking was when I was like 18. Really? Wow. <laughs> I just thought it was crossing the street. It's illegally crossing the street. But because so going back to the movie, right? And speaking of the cops, this is where we get Seth Rogen and Bill Hader. Oh my god. And then it becomes a buddy cop film. <laughs> <laughs> That's when Michael Sarah and Jonah Hill become the subplot. <laughs> honestly honestly right. yeah like like the main plot takes a step back for a little bit and then the movie's like well, let's talk about these cops for a little bit <laughs> shit's fucked up now that you said it was written when they were 13 i kind of understand you kind of get it right? <laughs> they were like let's just have 30 minutes of this be just about the two cops now yeah, like it does. It's it's impressive that they started writing it when they were 13, 13 or 14. I kept getting like in my research, like different ages. But like you can def it's impressive that they wrote it like up until it started getting produced, like for 10 years, the two of them were kicking back and forth the script idea and writing it and rewriting it a million times. But like there are some elements where you're like, yeah, 14 year old definitely thought that was really fucking cool. <laughs> like. Let's devote 30 minutes of this movie just to these funny cops and McLovin. <laughs> and honestly, I was I was here for it. It was I loved it. It was pretty wild just having them take McLovin along for the ride and they're just doing everything wrong as a cop. Just in the most outlandish childish way. Uh, using their both their guns and their flashlights as lightsabers, pretending they're Yoda, <laughs> drinking to all heaven, you know. Just randomly shooting things. And, like, every time 
McLovin is like, hey, can I do something ridiculously illegal? They're like, yeah, McLovin, we love that. This is the greatest night of our lives. You know, you know what this was? Because Seth Rogen and Evan uh, Goldberg, you said? Yes. Because they, they wrote it about their lives, right? And the characters that Michael and Jonah play are based on them. They felt bad about mm-hmm. their third friend and how shitty they treated him. So they gave him, <laughs> they gave his character a great fucking time in the movie. Apparently, like, after the, they all, like, after the premiere of the movie, they invited Fogel to the movie premiere, because I guess they're still friends. And at the end of the movie, Fogel turned to them and he was like, man, fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's an appropriate response. <laughs> I mean, if that was their dynamic, though, obviously... He must have known it was coming. Apparently, I read this story that Seth Rogen or Evan Goldberg, one of them told that, like, Fogel was also kind of a, of a nut. And one time, like, he got into a bar fight and, like, went home and got a sword yeah. that he had and was like, I'm coming to get the guy. <laughs> he was oh actually, God. like, bent on killing this person. <laughs> yeah, he got a sword. Fuck. <laughs> My question is, why did he have it? Because he was a nerd. I have a sword. And nerds have swords. I yeah. have a sword. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess it's all time to reflect, you I guys. I found a really crappy sword uh, made of some sort of metal at a garage sale, and I got it for three bucks. That's nice. <laughs> That's incredible. Listen, while, while you were all getting drunk and yeah. having sex, I studied the blade. <laughs> I was going to garage sales and getting a steel of a deal. <laughs> ah, lame. And so 30, like, I don't know if it's 30 minutes, but a good chunk of this movie is just this side plot turned main plot of the two cops given Fogel, a.k.a. McLovin, a good time, right? The greatest night of his life. He Truly. They go to a bar to stop a, a drunken old man from harassing the place. They stay there just drinking up talking about life then the man tries to escape and fogel involuntarily like saves the day and stops him they get back in the car and are running through red lights just taking the piss on everything drinking beer shooting guns at stop signs uh having a good time they're just yeah they're just boys being boys you know and then they get called so they get called to the party of Joe Latrulio and his weird old f- old people friends. They're not old people. They're grown. Ad- they're just adults. They're probably our, our age. age. Yeah. Uh, an adult party. And then they get called in because Jonah Hill. Oh, uh, Jonah Hill dances with this lady. Uh, yes. Who is the party thrower's fiance. And they get into a fight. People did not like but. this part. <clears throat> I'll tell you that from... Uh, the reviews I've seen when I was looking at one-star reviews, this was the line that was crossed. Was it because it was gross? It was that. It was that part. Sam, I I'm gonna let you gross. describe what happened here. Me? Yes. Yeah, I'm pushing it over yeah, to you. As you. our guest, we give you the gift of describing the scene. As our guest and resident super bad fan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what so, happens? Joe Latrulio's character. What was his name? I don't know if we got one. Joe Latrulio. Joe Latrulio's character brings um, Evan and Seth to this party, and um, Evan bails. Seth is is like, 
scouring the party looking for alcohol to like smuggle out and bring to um Emma Stone's character Jules this party. Um, and he ends up dancing with some girl, and she's just like on him, like on grinding. Him. Um. So anyway, they like stop dancing. The song ends. Whatever. He goes. He finds like beers. Um. Starts shoving them in his pockets. And some guy is like, yo, what the fuck is on your pants? And he looks down, and it's just a blood stain on his leg. And he goes, why would I be bleeding? Like, I didn't, did I get stabbed? I didn't get, oh. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I, have s- I have so many questions. No, no, no. And then my favorite part is that later when the girl's fiancé finds out, he has a blood stain on the same spot on his Wait, hand. I didn't notice that. Yeah, you that. did, yeah. Yeah. Holy shit, that's so fucking funny. <laughs> he was like, I'm, oh shit, we're I'm blood brothers. I'm crying just from reimagining this damn scene. <laughs> oh my god. So, Alexa, you have some questions for Sam? How did it happen? And again, this is another true story that happened to Seth Rogen and, and Evan Goldberg. That happened to one of their friends at like a, at a dance, like a school dance, which is gross in itself. But I don't know. Um... How does that happen? How does that happen? That's so much for you to not do anything about it. Yeah. So here's the thing. We've all bled through our pants. Just going through it. It's we happened. all have. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We all have. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a normal part of your life. Exactly. I'm sure it has happened to one of Seth Rogen's friends. And I'm sure that it was just like a little blood stain. But there is no way that anything that intense and like that prominent would have happened in real life. That's at all it, because even like with it, nothing there like there has to be like a layer of clothes to just kind yes. of cushion some of that you know yes that's what i was thinking like like it's too much for you to not do anything about it basically like, and for you to not know or maybe she did know she's into that i, I, I think she might have known because her boyfriend had that too on his jeans yeah, so maybe maybe they're into some weird Just shit. Just leaving a mark I don't, or something. I didn't care for it. I didn't care for it. I, I didn't think it was the worst scene, but I didn't... I just thought it was gross. I was like, it, it is gross, but this? people online absolutely despised it. And they thought it was oh. such a crude thing to do. They thought that was too far. <laughs> that was too far? They thought that was too far. How did they get that far into the movie if that was too far? (laughs) That's, yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. Like, they they watched that entire scene. So, (laughs) Seth Rogen is Seth, sorry, not Seth Rogen. Seth, Seth, speaking is hard. Seth, played by Jonah Hill, um, is, yeah, is telling Evan that he doesn't like the girl that Evan has a crush on. And he he thinks she's a bitch and he calls her all these names. And finally Evan gets fed up and he's like, why do you keep being mean to her? Why do you hate her? And Seth goes into this whole <laughs> thing about how when he was a kid, he had a problem where he couldn't stop drawing dicks at like eight years old. And they show like a montage of him just drawing dicks nonstop. And they're 
very detailed and they're very elaborate into many different scenes. And some of them are airplanes and some of them are people. Some of them are bananas in which gorillas are eating. It was impressive. It's it's very impressive and very imaginative. They're actually for sale, those drawings. Sorry. (laughs) They have a book of them. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. You can purchase the book. They actually were all drawn by uh, Evan Goldberg's brother. Um, But... So Jonah Hill accidentally, when he's like eight, drops one of his dick pictures onto the floor and Michael Sarah's love interest as a child picks it up and freaks out and is and Seth's life just kind of spirals for a little while (laughs) because he had to go to therapy and he wasn't allowed to eat dick shaped foods like bananas and popsicles and sandwiches Um, and sandwiches. That's a big one anything that was phallic so seth didn't like her now that being said how did those people get through the that dick montage and say well that's fine but then they saw period (laughs) blood on a guy's leg and they were like that's enough i'm gonna be real with you a lot of people did hate the dick montage too (laughs) but to get through one and draw the line at the other i feel you i feel you yeah that was almost like a, uh, that scene, com- like, plus the scene where Seth is in the grocery store trying to steal booze, is, it was very oh Scrubs-esque, where they have, like, JD going and, like, having his mind just imagine things, like, little dream work stuff. Little imaginary, like, scenarios. Yeah, it gave me big Scrubs vibes. Yeah, I liked that. So, uh, Jonah Hill is, imagine is decides that he's going to go and steal alcohol from a grocery store and he imagines all these different ways it could go down the first one is he just buys it and then goes up to the cashier and purchases it with an 80 dollar bill exactly and everything's great and fine the other scenario is the old lady that is also shopping near him buys him the alcohol because he's a nice man and then the third one um the the grocery store clerk challenges him to a duel and kills everyone. Happens. <laughs> yeah. I did like at the, so right before uh, Seth goes in to steal all of the to steal alcohol. Um, fucking Fogel, I couldn't remember his name for a second. Fogel calls him Danny Ocean. Yeah, and I was like, oh. Oceans movie. And you get it now that you've watched one of them. And now I watched one yeah. of them. And I and 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 Danny o- and Ocean is a person and not like a code name for a group. <laughs> you've learned. I was just like oh yeah, no. I was like, oh there we go. It's a two thousand seven connection. Education connection. Get connected. For free. For free. Going back to the uh <laughs> more adult party the two boys seth and evan finally dip out of there with two canisters full of uh, two detergent canisters full of beer the biggest detergent canisters ever that, in the that world. we watched jonah hill empty out of detergent and then put beer in it and so it's yes it's it's got still res- residue left in it Yes. That, that could kill you, the right? End, There's bleach in there, right? Oh, 100%. Okay, cool. Well, if, if it's not, if it doesn't have bleach in it, it won't kill you, but it'll probably make you very sick. And at the end, he offers 
beer to Emma Stone, but it's out of the detergent bottles. And he goes, you want beer? It's green. It's green beer. <laughs> yeah, that's... Because there's detergent in it. I've, I've eaten and drank in a lot of stuff in my life. I would not do that. No, I would not, not do detergent. I don't think that would make a good cocktail. I did... Again, going back to the adult party, I loved the scene. So Seth and Evan get split up. Um, I don't... Oh, because Evan takes a call uh, from the girl he likes and then goes back inside and the two of them get separated and he goes into a room to make a f- to call the girl back because his cell phone wasn't working. Um, and all these people come in and start doing a ton of coke and they're like, who's this guy? And he's like, oh, I'm nobody. And they're like, no, you're who? Whatever the guy's name was, like Jared's. <laughs> brother or something and he's like you have the voice of an angel you can sing and he's like no i can't it's not me and they're like sing so then he sings these (laughs) (laughs) and i love so that scene is very near and dear because um in the job that i work at there is someone that always uh guests not always but he's a very frequent guest and his name I'm going to just drop it because nobody that listens to this podcast is going to know who this is. But his name is Dan Ives. And every time he comes on, me and my coworkers go, Dan Ives. And then we play that scene from Knocked Up. So I have probably Knocked Up from Superbad. So I have listened to this particular moment. Um probably a hundred times lovely within the past year (laughs) very healthy thing to do (laughs) very healthy it's very healthy to make fun of (laughs) your guests (laughs) dana refresh my memory what happens when they leave the adult party they get hit by the cop car (laughs) there you go Yeah, Yeah. yeah yeah thank you they're leaving because uh they, the police were called because uh, Jonah Hill got the period pants and all that. So period they're dipping. Pants. They're bolting with their detergent jugs of beer. And as they were having this kind of pivotal moment, because this whole time they were going back and forth because there's some sort of conflict between the two. Because Michael Sarah Evan is going to Dartmouth for college. And... Seth Jonah Hill is not. He's going to state. And so they're going to be separated. And Seth has been butthurt about that. And so it, it devolved into this pivotal scene where they're arguing, arguing. And Michael Sarah pushes him just a little bit, just as the cop car with Fogel in it just boom hits them square in the windshield, destroying with it. So, with so so much force like jonah hill should have at least at least had several broken mm-hmm. bones or like a, a some sort of concussion or dead and so of course what happens at that point uh the two cops come out and force them to get on their hands and knees on the ground hold hands with each other as they lay uh crotch to dirt crotch to oh yeah, yeah. i forgot they said that and they were going to stage the scene so it looked like it was their fault with McLovin Fogel as a witness. And he comes out of the car, sees that as his two friends, and there's like a slow-mo realization as the three of them all just bolt in different directions. I have to say, 
I thought the I thought the outcome. So, um, Fogel comes out because uh, Seth Rogen gives him a cigarette. One of the cops, and he's like, "Here, have a cigarette. It's been a it's been a long night. We just hit a fucking kid with our car." So, uh, he, McLovin comes out to go check out who they hit with a cigarette in his mouth, and right before that happens, they cut to a shot of all of the beer the detergent beer getting spilled out onto the ground and then um mclovin has a cigarette in his mouth and he once he realizes who it is he drops a cigarette on the ground and i was like oh it's gonna light on I fire i thought the same thing me too and i was like that's how they're gonna get away because i accidentally started fire but then like None of that happened. And I was like, oh, never mind, I guess. And that would have been a good, like, setup and finale for the whole detergent bit, too. I totally thought that was going to happen. For, for the detergent bit and also for the bit at the end where the cops are taking McLovin out for another joyride and then they accidentally crash the car again and then they light it on fire with a bunch of beer. Like, I was like, oh, it would have come full circle. They threw a Molotov cocktail at the car. <laughs> they did they did i'm just saying it was a great <laughs> script seth rogan and evan goldberg but you missed you could have and uh, you, you should have sent it to us for a little tweak me. you know you could have sent it to us we were 12 and 11 10 and all oh, 12 and mm-hmm. 10 10 9 I always i don't and you were nine nine so, yeah i am ready for the urn <laughs> <laughs> And okay, let's let, let's continue. Wait, no, 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 no. We can't continue. We can't continue. So Sam knows this movie, and it came out when she was nine, and and CJ had not. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> if we talk about you know YouTube from two thousand seven, <laughs> I would have you guys. I'd wipe you across the board. I if we talk about TV shows from 2007, I would have you across the board. Movies, I, I missed the mark, I guess. You know why? You know what? I guess so. You know what? I'll tell you. Answer me. Because you're a fucking band How dare geek. you? <laughs> Answer me these two questions, all right? Oh, no, I have one question for both of you. Alexa and okay. Sam, how far away was the closest movie theater to your house? How long of a drive? It's like 10 minutes. Five minutes. Mine was 45 minutes, all right? No. So maybe that's no. why I haven't been seeing as many movies as y'all. CJ, where did you live? I live, you I live in the middle of nowhere, New Jersey, all right? Oh, gosh. We I are a suitcase town where it... <laughs> yeah, that's true. Sam lives in Pennsylvania. I don't know what to tell you. My forest... Pennsylvania is the middle of nowhere of the North My backyard's yeah. a straight national park and... Or state park, sorry. And it takes me at least 35 minutes just to get anywhere. If I want to go to a Walmart or a Target, the closest mall is 45 minutes as well. It, so what do you guys do for fun? I learned to sustain myself with video games and books. The nerd way. You guys can see on the webcam, but I have a shelf here. Uh, the shelf it consists of old DS games, uh, old graphic novels from when I was a kid. And Agatha Christie books. There you go. <laughs> That's what I did. What's up, guys? It's me. I'm CJ. I'm 15. Ask me all about the Agatha Christie novels. Honestly. 
And then there were none, if baby. If you ever want to know about the whole history of a Minecraft Let's Play server, I'm your man, because I was on top of that. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, you're all about that Minecraft life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's go back to the movie. <laughs> let's, let's stop talking about CJ's sad life. <laughs> anyway, me and Sam are very cool. Um, so the cool kids are going to talk now? <laughs> go right ahead. I'm sitting back. Take it away. Sam, isn't it, isn't it so cool that we lived by movie theaters? You bastard. <laughs> yeah, we were at the movie theaters and we didn't get invited to all those parties in high school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even though you have a close vicinity to stuff, you're just like me. I live in the yeah, forest, well, CJ. What me do you mean? too. <laughs> Anyway, I'm really cool, and I got to see Les Mis in theaters seven times. So. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? what? Hold on, hold on. You, it, the one thing you bring out to say how cool you are <laughs> is that you went to see Les Mis. But you went to I see Les Mis to... seven times. I wanted to show off how much... Yes, okay? It came out when we were seniors in high school, and we were all theater kids with cars. <laughs> So what else were yeah. we going to do? You know what, right? Alexa, you got me. You definitely are the cooler <laughs> person here. I, I can't. Yeah, there's baby. no way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Honestly, if we went from rank, rank ranking from cool, Sam, Sam would Sam be the top. Sam is it. the coolest one. Sam is the coolest one here, without a doubt. That's not... That's a low bar. <laughs> we know. We know. <laughs> we know. We know. <laughs> All right. Just so. <laughs> I I, we I resonated. We're on a podcast right now. I can't. I can't. You know what? You're stress right. how uncool yeah. we are. I I resonated with uh, Seth from the movie because the man always wore me? cargo shorts. <laughs> the man always wore cargo shorts. <laughs> And that was my life until, like, junior year of college. And that was too long. <laughs> you were the king it of It was cargo. bad. And then, just like that, uh, my third eye opened up, and I saw the error of my ways, and I stopped cold turkey. I am now... You were like... What, what, what is it? I'm now three years sober from cargo shorts. You were like, God, I'm just holding too many things at <laughs> once. <laughs> God, I just have too much I'm storage. I'm just holding all this male privilege. Where do I put it all? <laughs> Where do I put it all? God, I have so many pockets. What do I use them all for? I got one for my wallet. I got one for my keys. I got one for my phone. I got one for a couple cool rocks I found on the sidewalk. <laughs> you never know if you're going to find a cool rock. You never know. Or some leaves or something. I don't know. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about the last chunk of the movie where they actually get to their underage party. They arrive after a whole ordeal has already happened with all three of them. They bring the booze. The party's already popping. It seems like everyone's having a great time. I think they did have alcohol have even say, before, but now they bring it back more, did right? They? Did they? Because I didn't know if they had alcohol, and I was like, I think they're having a pretty good time without the alcohol. It like, seemed like there were some good... beers, but not a lot. I don't know. 
Oh, yeah, there had to be alcohol because Evan's love interest was already drunk by the time he got there. So they already had alcohol. So why she asked him to get more alcohol beats me. I don't know. But they arrive. Evan, Michael Sarah, goes over and one of his love interest's uh, friends is drunkenly telling him how... What was her name again, the love interest? Becca. 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 I don't know why my brain kept saying Bonnie. She's telling him how much Becca has been talking about him and excited and waiting for him to show and how she wants to give him a BJ. That's such a gross... Like, I know it's just two letters, but BJ is just... (laughs) BJ is, is for wholesale clubs and that's it the only two letters worse than bj are cj <laughs> you know what you. I'm saying? yeah i got you uh, it's me sons of bitches sons of anarchy and so michael sarah is extremely awkward at this point like to the max because he does not know how to handle this and he keeps saying that he respects women but he doesn't want to do this because he's not drunk and she is but then he's told if he's drunk then it's fine so he's trying to get drunk and he's kind of panicking so he's buzzed maybe a little bit and it's just a whole Dude, mess. Dude, when he in the beginning of the movie they tell Fogel that they have some sort of list of alcohol that they put together. They're like this is all the best alcohol. The first thing on the list is fucking Uzo for some reason. And then he pulls it out and he drinks it, and uh, Evan does, in the bathroom when he's panic drinking. And I was like, why Uzo? That shit will, is disgusting. First of all, it tastes like black licorice. But also, like, what high school kid is like, yep, first thing on my list, fucking Greek alcohol. Definitely someone that was trying to show off to their friends, you know. Very impressive. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the gold flake fucking vodka is pretty show-offy. <laughs> yeah. Goldsmith. And so while uh, Michael Sarah is having a panic attack trying to drink in the bathroom, uh, Jonah Hill, Seth, is trying... He's having a good time for a bit. He's drinking with everyone, getting that green beer in him, and he goes over to... Uh, I can't remember her name, but Emma... Jules, Emma Stone. Jules. Emma Stone, Jules. yeah, Jules. He goes over the Jules, and their interaction is pretty rough as well. Yeah, because the whole time I'm like, wow, she's like very sober for this party, considering everybody else is drunk, and then she's like, uh, Jonah Hill professes his, I guess not love, but like attraction to her, and she's le- and he's like, come on, we're both drunk. She's like, I don't drink, and I'm like... Then why did you order all this alcohol for the party? And I know she uh, she explains it. And she's like, well, because I'm having a big party for other people and I need alcohol. And I'm like, okay, but you're in high school. You don't need that much. I was very frustrated. Yeah, it was a little much. But uh, because she wasn't, because she was sober, she didn't feel comfortable doing anything with Jonah. And Jonah Hill got real upset about it. And he then like staggers forward at one point and just absolutely headbutts Jules. Absolutely decks this poor woman. Like, she screams out, black eye immediately, as he's just lying on the pavement, drunk off his ass. Dude, that black eye was brutal, too. She looked looked a fucking mess. Her reaction to that was improv. 
Really? Mm-hmm. Wasn't Wait, scripted. What? Yeah. Huh. Emma Stone's reaction to that was improv, and so was the semen conversation in the cop car with uh, Fogel. <laughs> when Seth Rogen's cop character was like, I thought that when I joined the force it would be like CSI, and that there was just like this big semen database, um, and that there would just be semen everywhere on like every crime scene. That was all improv, and the original conversation was like four minutes long, and they had to cut it down to a minute. I love that. Because he kept saying the word semen. I wonder if, if their conversation in the bar, too, was improv about, like, wives and Probably. all that. Because it seemed like it, too. <laughs> when they were, like, <laughs> so they're talking about how Bill Hader's wife, his first wife, he met at a bar. And, you know, everything was great except, like, she had sex all the time. And he keeps calling her a whore. And then he goes, yeah. And then we found out she was a whore. We caught her walking the streets. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. The group sex thing on their wedding night that he had to listen through uh to through the wall part killed me. <laughs> and then Seth Rogan chimes in saying, like, because Bill Hader's like, Yeah, and she was she wanted group sex on her wedding night, but I wasn't a part of it. And then he goes on and Seth Rogan says, Oh, I was a part of it. <laughs> and that part I really like. I don't think I caught that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was I didn't in catch it. That but either. Not, not the husband. <laughs> and then the final part of that conversation that really got me was uh mclovin fogel when asked uh how he is with the ladies his he said his problem's not about uh picking them up but getting them to come or something like that making an innuendo and seth rogan cop really got it and thought it was funny and bill Hader's like i don't i don't get it what's a joke and he had to explain it to him I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> It's just stupid shit, you I, know? It was so dumb. I love that at the end, the cops admit to Fogel that they knew that he was underage the entire time, and they just wanted to prove to him that cops could be can nice. You, can you back up and just was, a little bit and explain what Fogel was doing absolutely. in the party? So Fogel, uh-huh. <laughs> Fogel decided to use his newfound confidence on this girl that he goes to school with, who he thinks is hot. Obviously, she's popular and hot, and in the world of this movie, she doesn't know that he exists. So he he basically, I don't know if it was if he intentionally convinced her that he was a 25-year-old man named McLovin, or he just, like, showed her his fake ID to be like, hey, I got a fake ID, and she just, like, took it as for real. I think that one. Um, I think it was the latter. Yeah. Yeah. So then she's like, well, I've never, I've never had sex with an older man or like I, whatever, like I've never had sex with an older man before. So they go upstairs and they're about to have sex, like literally like, ew, you know what? Never mind. I don't want to say what was happening. You can use your imagination. (laughs) I was going to say literally straight up in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know. Basically. You know. But then the cops come in and they're like, McLovin, what are you doing? And then they they blocked his cock. Yeah. It's- cock blocker. They did. The actor was actually like 17 when they shot that and his mom had to be on his set. His mom had to. Oh, Fogel yes. was when they did the sex scene. The actor, Fogel yeah. was 17. That's hilarious. And this was his was first underage. movie. Mm-hmm. I love that for him. <laughs> yes. And it, because he was underage, his mom had to be there, like, on set for the sex scene. That's so yeah. good. I'd he cry. beats me. <laughs> I, I took my mom to watch Jackass 3D in theaters. How was it that? It was awkward. But I can't yeah. imagine having my mom 
on set when I'm in a movie that of that caliber. Absolutely no. not. My mom is going to think that I'm a virgin until I die. <laughs> I don't even, and I'm not planning on having kids, but even if I do, like, it's immaculate conception as yeah. far as she You'll knows. You'll give birth to the Messiah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I I think, I just don't, they just don't need to know about my life. <laughs> I think it's gross. And so now the movie is finally wrapping up where uh, it looks like everything's gone to shit for the friends. The party has been called off with the cops um but they help fogel one last time by making him think like he is just an absolute badass because they're dragging him away in air quotes with him screaming like cursing at them giving him a cool confident and they're like persona. we've caught the famous fogel yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um michael sarah and jonah hill they run away from the cops uh, more like Jonah Hill carrying Michael Sarah to make sure he didn't get caught because he's a real, style. he's a real, real, a real one. It was so cute. And they make up, and uh, they decide to spend the end of the night with uh, uh, Jonah Hill staying over at Michael Sarah's house and having a sleepover, eating pizza bagels, and like cuddling together, basically, and declaring their love for each other. It was other. adorable. And I was like, this is so fucking cute. The next morning rolls around and the two decide to go to the mall because Michael Sarah needed to get a comforter for college. And it was there that... And Jonah Hill wanted new pants. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, his got bled on. And it was there that they run into both of their love interests just so happily. Is happily a word? Happily. Just, just so happen, hap, oh, happening. Oh man, English is hard sometimes. Hap, English is but, and yeah, there you go. <laughs> yes, so smart. Thank God we have somebody with brain cells on this podcast. Yeah, it doesn't happen right. a lot. Another low bar. <laughs> <laughs> we're 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 constantly here this? setting the bar lower and lower. Sam, so many times on this podcast. I have just deteriorated to mush for di- different reasons. <laughs> different reasons. One episode we found out I had a, oh, yeah, like a relative so in Germany named Siri. And it, Siri we found this out just through happenstance. Yeah, I don't know why we found this I don't out. Know. I don't know. Uh, I once <laughs> threw him for an absolute loop because I told him that there's a, uh, a granddaddy daycare. That... I'm- CJ's eyes yeah, are I'm out of still his head not right okay now. about that crap. <laughs> Watch a whole ass movie that you thought was a spin-off, okay. that was a spin-off for another whole ass movie. You do a full podcast for it, and then Alexa just <laughs> over the shoulder like a Continental soldier drops some information about there being a whole ass sequel to this one. It With blew Danny my Trinham. mind. Granddaddy daycare. Yeah. <laughs> brain mush is a common side effect for participating or listening to this and must we not forget the garfield (laughs) saga (laughs) we're not allowed to talk about garfield anymore (laughs) garfield is off limits um, well that was also the Daddy Daycare episode. Oh, Daddy yeah, it Day was. Camp. That was just a 
absolute like and this is this is the chain of events that had a spiral out of control alexa told me that the one side character is the voice of the flying dutchman from from spongebob okay and she said that his name is such and such meaning he was brothers with uh bill murray who plays Garfield. And Bill Murray plays Garfield. You know, the fun, orange, Monday-hating, lasagna-loving cat. I'm familiar. And so then, for whatever reason, my brain went... Ding, and said, man, there should be a TV show where the Flying Dutchman and Garfield are like stepbrothers and they have to live together in an apartment. Oh, no. And they're like roommates. Yeah, they're roommates. And it just spiraled from there. Um... And then, and then CJ decided to say that uh, that Garfield has a sex yeah. addiction, and it just kind of went I downhill. And then, <laughs> oh, and then so Penn and Teller became involved. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a whole mess. Uh, it was a it's mess. It's not. So we're glad to have someone here <laughs> that can really ground us. Uh. we're so close to being at the end of the movie tell me please sam at the very end what happens um so they run into um emma stone and becca at the mall um and emma stone has a black eye that is completely awful um so essentially what happens is you know Becca Darling goes with, um, fuck, what's his name? Evan, Michael Evan, Sarah. Yeah. Evan. Um, and they go get food, pick out comforters, whatever, and then Jonah Hill, Seth Darling, goes with uh, Emma Stone to buy her cover-up for her black eye. And that's where the movie ends. <laughs> it was a cute <laughs> ending. I like that you added Darling to their names. It made them seem a little <laughs> cute little boys. Oh, <laughs> this was a, it did have a very cute ending. This was such an enjoyable watch. Again, speaking about bars being low, uh, our, the, the bar for just what is a good or bad movie, it was at the floor after watching Heartbreak Kid and uh, Big Stan. Fucking Big oh my Stan. God. The most offensive film I have ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. Oh, God, a nightmare. So then you come to this, and you're like, oh, what a change of pace. Period blood on the leg? What a refresher. Mm. <laughs> class. This movie has taste. <laughs> taste and class. <laughs> That's super bad. That's the movie. I loved I it. I thought it was I really great. enjoyed it. What do you think, Sam? I just, going back to the period blood, it, just, it still blows my mind that people made it that far into the movie and decided that that was, the, that was what offended them. Well, Sam, would you like for me to read some actual Amazon reviews now? Please, please do. Yes, please. I would love that. There's nothing more I would we want to do right song. now. We do need, we need, we a, need a little sting for, for one-star Amazon reviews. Every time you're like, let's recently, like every episode that you're like, let's listen to some reviews. I'm like, my brain is like, sing a song. Amazon (laughs) reviews. Ah. All right. Let's see what I got, because honestly, I don't even remember. Okay. This is from Casey. One star Amazon review from 2019. More recent. The title is 
It is not the things I would do any day. Here's the review. I like that it did not show nudity. And that's hey, it. Uh, I, I saw straight up titties in I this movie. Boobs. <laughs> I saw boobs. I saw boobies. Where? The magazine cover in the beginning of the movie. And the oh, porn right. shortly after. And the porn you're right, scene. You're right, you're right. The the van the van vagtastic voyage. Yes. Okay. The next one is from <laughs> Jeff Schmidt from 2017. One star review is titled. I'm probably just getting too old for this type of humor. He says, "Yikes! I watched this movie with my 21 year old daughter because she thought it was Bad hilarious." Idea. I'm probably just getting too old taste. for this type of humor. Parentheses, 50 yes. years. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for telling lots us. Lots of getting stupid drunk and behaving like an idiot. If you love drunken fart jokes with a heavy dose of awkward sexual sexual moments, this movie is for you. I don't think there were any fart jokes in this movie. I don't think there was any. Lots of dick there jokes. There were no fart jokes. Lots of dick jokes. Lots of dick jokes. Lots of dick jokes. Lots of um, sex jokes. Over 150 F-bombs, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They were the first, they were the first movie, the, MP, the MPAA told them that they were the first movie to ever use the term finger fuck. <laughs> That's so good for incredible. them. Holy I fuck. love that. Do you know how proud I would be if I, wrote, if I wrote the first ever movie to use the term finger fuck? That's so <laughs> rad. Saying that on what my an honor. Trophy. They also... <laughs> Damn. They also coined the Jonah Hill. Coined, he didn't coin the term DTF. He knew. Uh, he there were like a group of like graffiti taggers. Um, I don't remember if he was friends with them or they were just like in his hometown. But like they're they called themselves DTF, which is down to fuck. And during one of his improv moments, he said the term DTF, and they popularized the term DTF. There you go. And then the situation. Mike, the situation came into the public conscious on Jersey Shore and was like, DTF is my word now. <laughs> our bros from, uh, this one's from December 8th, 2007. Not, not your bros. No, not our your bros. bros. Our bros. One star bros. review says, can I give it zero stars? Here's the no, review. That's not how Amazon works. Okay. Profanity <laughs> is usually not an issue for me, but this was insulting to the nth degree. I did not find the silver sweet lining that some other reviewers did, but only felt a sick feeling in the pit of my stomach after viewing. If you are female, you may want to reconsider watching this one, or at least work a deal that he has to sit through a chick flick for you. Sorry, but I just don't get why this was so liked. Uh, This person's like... Yeah, this movie wasn't for me. I don't really understand the hype. Anyway, here's my casual sexism. <laughs> um, Gotta love it. <laughs> just to, and, and for flavor, I will pepper in the fact that I am a sexist. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. You understand my John Mulaney reference. <laughs> I have a bunch screenshotted that just are different jokes of... This super bad movie was super bad. You need a review? Just look at the title. Huh, this was super bad. One star. Like, there's so many of them. 
I tried to look up why they called it super bad because like the whole movie kind of had like a 70s flick vibe like the to intro it, definitely the, yeah which i loved the intro of them dancing apparently they just originally took the video because they thought it would be funny to have an hour of michael Sarah just dancing for the dvd like <laughs> menu and they were like we'll just have like an hour of him dancing and you'll just be waiting for the loop and then it never comes <laughs> yeah. but then they ended up <laughs> which is hilarious but like they just were like oh this is actually kind of fun let's make it the opening credits and i loved that so it had kind of like a 70s vibe and i was like maybe it's like a like a because you know in the 70s like like being like when you called yourself that you were bad that meant like cool so maybe it was that and then like i looked it up and seth rogan was like yeah we thought it was funny when we were high and i was like okay i guess (laughs) (laughs) this next review is a long one and it's all boring Really just ranty. I'm just going to read the last chunk of it for you. Okay. This, this usually is a, good, is a good sign. I'm ready. It's not funny at all. Jonah Hill completely ruins every scene he's in due to the fact he might be the most annoying man on the planet. And note to directors everywhere. Make your female teenage leads smoking hot in movies like this. Not Lindsay Lohan-like trailer trash. There isn't even any skin shown here. Just embarrassingly bad, really. Super embarrassingly bad, that is. That was the end of that super Ew. long review. I give that review one star. Zero if we could. <laughs> but we can't. What? Apparently. Mm-mm. So this dude was like, there wasn't enough underage Exactly, titties. yeah, yeah, yeah. What? What? What are you talking about? People are fucking weird. Jonah Hill's annoying, and I didn't get to see hot ladies. <laughs> like, what are you talking? First of all, they were they were really pretty girls. Like Emma Stone is beautiful. Mm-hmm. The girl who played Becca was a beautiful has, girl. Has the actress played Becca done anything else? Because I couldn't recognize her. Um, I did look it up. Uh, nothing that we would know. She was uh in. Uh, Blue Bloods, I think? She's, like, a main player in, like, one of those cop shows or something. If not Blue Bloods, then something else. The girl who played her as, like, a little kid was Laura Murano from Austin and Alley. (laughs) Oh, dope. There you go. I've never watched Austin and Alley. Me neither. It's okay. Which one? Is she Alley? Is she Austin? Okay. No, Austin, Austin, Austin is in... Teen the Beach Teen Beach movie, right? <laughs> yeah. I love Teen Beach movie. I just watched it over the summer. It's fabulous. It's fun. I like it. It is. It's so I good. I have one final review. Oh, fuck yeah. This one is from <laughs> Subosh SL. Sounds like the name of a car. Uh, the review, one star from 2008, titled A Dirty Movie, Not Funny at All. Here's the review. Like many of those R-rated or unrated teen movies, you hear filthy words used profusely. Talk about premarital sex. The teens desperately trying to buy booze, party, woo girls, and have sex, etc. But this movie showed me something I have never seen or cared to see before. Menstrual blood. 
from some girl at a party gets on one of the guy's pants and someone even touches it and I just couldn't take it anymore. There are limits to showing things that seem fun and this is it. Cops are shown in a very bad light. Maybe it was for comedy, but the movie seems to be sending out the wrong message instead. One guy was really funny, though. The speckled skinny guy with the funny voice who fakes his car ID to buy booze, calling himself McLovin. He offered some respite. There was absolutely no comparison to the American Pie or Road Trip, Boat Trip series that offered much more hilarious scenes without the super dirty things this movie has to show. Parents certainly don't want their teens, teen kids to stay away from this film, and I can perfectly understand why. One star for McLovin, and that's all. <laughs> one star for McLovin. This this was the this was the one I was talking about where they were like the menstrual blood, too much, sir. It's not the du- it's not no. the dicks. This man no. is like this man's <laughs> like I've seen dicks but i've never seen period blood and i think it's gross and weird that's like when that's like when ben shapiro got like super offended by by the wop song and he was saying that (laughs) that women having getting wet is like a uh uh a medical issue and not like something natural. Like this dude is the same way. This dude heard Ben Shapiro say that, and he's like, "He's correct." Yeah. Isn't his wife yeah. a gynecologist? I've, my wife has never gotten wet in her life. My wife has never had I a don't period. Know, Sam. Those are the one-star Amazon reviews. But I have one more thing for my phone. Oh. Ooh. Uh, Sam, you said you watched Bratz previously, or listened to Bratz, and that jogged my memory. So I pulled up just for you, Sam. Which oh God, super bad character are you? <gasps> oh yes, I'm excited. So oh, first, yes. what are you? Okay. What are your guesses, both Sam and Alexa, for what Sam will be? Oh God. Okay. Um, I don't even know. I because Sam Sam's got a little bit of so many characters. Oh, thank you. In the good way. I feel like if it's a quiz... It's a BuzzFeed, like, like, you choose which one out of the four quiz. Because it's a BuzzFeed quiz, and those are very predictable and straightforward, I think they're probably going to choose somebody like Evan. That's okay. what I was thinking, too. Okay. But that's that's my prediction. So let's get into it. Hey, Sam. <laughs> okay. Hey, CJ. Uh, what's, what's the dream place to live? All right? You got four options. You have okay. Paris... NYC, that's short for New York City. Oh. Hollywood no or Sydney. As in Australia? <laughs> yes. Yeah, where all of our fans yeah. are. I feel like that's the option that you would get for Fogel. <laughs> <laughs> so Paris, oh. NYC, Hollywood, or Sydney. Oh, those rhymes. I have a deep love for New York. I'll go with that. You got it. It's Saturday night. What are you doing? Are you reading, drinking, homework, working, hanging with friends, or watching a movie? You could only do one. You can't do multiple. That is absolutely not allowed. Yeah. Don't even think about it. Like high school, or are we talking about like my adult life? (laughs) 
I don't know if BuzzFeed's going this into it, Sam. I'm gonna be real with you. Probably I think if working. Chose this current life. Working. <laughs> Probably. To, to go comfort food. All right. And I'm gonna be honest. This one doesn't have words. It just has pictures. And the first one, I can't tell what it is. Oh no! So, Wait, show it. Show it to the. It's on like a people. leaf bowl right now. It's the one on the right for y'all. I. First of all, I'm saying this as if my computer isn't five yeah. million feet away from so me. So you can pick the mystery <laughs> dish, or you can pick pretzels, <laughs> sushi, chocolate, chocolate chip cookies, or french fries. Oh, probably sushi. Hell yeah. I'll go with sushi. It's been a minute. A person to taste. Thanks, man. What the, what the, oh, no. uh, what's your favorite color? Yellow, green, orange, oh. <laughs> red, green, purple, or blue. Green. Ah, good choice. He had to say all the options yeah, just in just case, in case. You, you forgot Sometimes, one. <laughs> not a lot of people know yellow's a color. Like, you're like, green, and then he's like, all right, red, purple, and you're like, ah! Oh, I didn't know purple was an red? option! <laughs> what the fuck? Finally. Choose a photo that you identify with. I'm just going to describe oh, no. them to you. So here we go. <laughs> okay. The first oh, one, fun. you see a silhouette of a, of a person on some rock croppings pointing out to the illustrious sky. Next, oh. okay. you see a full moon. Then you see a bus in a, <laughs> in a nice part of a city. Then a campfire. Picture number five is some sort of hallway mirror contraption where it looks like it goes on forever with some lights. The color is red, if that matters to you. And (laughs) the last one is a man on a railing in a very tall building. I don't see a bottom. How does one identify with a bus? (laughs) I don't know. I really don't. <laughs> That's me, baby. I'm it's, the it's boss. The people that have Cars too as their favorite Pixar movie. There used to be a guy on this girl on that I was friends with uh, on Facebook in middle school. We went to the same like middle school together, and then she went to Pregnant Girl High School. Um, that's a long story. Regardless, she had a lot of weird people on her Facebook, and we used to go on her Facebook and look at her friends and just make fun of all the weird people's names. And one guy's name was Bigabus. <laughs> And I think I think about Big Abus often. So Sam, I need an answer from you. Um, I'll say the weird mirror red picture. You got it. Ooh. Classic choice. Sam. You are <gasps> Officer Michaels and Officer Slater. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> the captain here says whatever you were supposed to do have some fun congratulations it said i had adhd and it's right (laughs) (laughs) they were like they were like you have adhd and you don't respect the law and you were like correct (laughs) oh my god 
That was so good. That was so good. (laughs) That's all I got. I have to say, I'm pleased with that quiz. A part of me was hoping it was kind of like the Wild Hogs (laughs) quiz. That one wasn't even a quiz. It was like a test. That wasn't even a quiz. (laughs) But this was good, too. What do you guys got for me? I think the only other... uh, Oh, uh, baby Dave Franco is in this. For like for a hot seconds. second. Yeah. He was so cute. He was the kid who peed himself. <laughs> Greg the soccer player, as he is called in the credits. <laughs> ah, yes. And then I did like, so they're commenting uh, as they're waiting for Fogel to get out of the liquor store. They're commenting on this girl who I guess they went to high school with or whatever. She's walking the, She's walking her dog down the street at a distance. And they're like, oh, that's so-and-so. She has, she used to have like the biggest boobs. And then Michael Sarah's like, yeah. And then she, I heard she got a breast reduction. And Jonah Hill is like, what? That's ridiculous. How could you do something like that? And Michael Sarah goes, she had back problems, man. (laughs) (laughs) And then they're talking about. Valid. And then they were later, they're talking about her jogging. And he's like. You know, I'm sure the breast reduction surgery really helped, allowed her to, you know, do things like jogging. (laughs) I was like... There you go. I was like, wow, goals. Um, I did like that. That was a good line. I do... I don't know what they were talking about. Um, I didn't understand the reference, but in the beginning of the movie, um, Michael Sarah and Jonah Hill are talking about how Jonah Hill uh, has has not had any sort of like sexual interaction in two years and michael sarah just so casually goes oh you're like orson welles (laughs) you know what i did i i forgot about that because i was at the very beginning of the movie but you're right that was weird a weird pull and you know what that's definitely a reference that is over my head uh, but I just, it, it's so casually, he's like, oh, you're like Orson Welles. Like, yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, Michael. Yeah. Casual. It's probably a line from when they were still in high school. And they learned a super niche bit about the author Orson Welles in English class. And they were like, yeah, this is fun- fucking great. Put it in there. Orson. Oh, yeah. Orson Welles was an author, wasn't he? Wasn't it he? wasn't Orson Welles the guy who wrote one of the... Either 1984 or uh, Animal Brave New Farm? World. Animal Farm. Oh, Animal Farm. I think you're right. Really? Time to look it up. I thought... I thought he was the actor. I didn't know there was an actor. Yeah, the what? And, and you know, Pinky and the Brain and Brain's voice sounds like Orson Welles. And there's that famous... Uh, famous... Oh, wait. Orson Welles has that famous um, outtakes oh of a God. commercial oh my because God. he couldn't fucking say the commercial. What? Where's he going? Hello? He's left. What is this? Orson Welles. See. Orson Welles. War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds. There we oh, go. Oh, yeah. He also did War of the Worlds. That's what it's from. Yeah. I did not realize okay, that so at all, and I have the vinyl. So, you're thinking of the author, George That's Orwell. That's it. Yes. Which is close. No, Orson Welles was the actor and director in the War of the Worlds guy, and also I can't believe that you guys haven't heard his... I'm sending this to you afterwards. There's these outtakes of this commercial that he was really fucking up at, with, and he's like, the 
in the great plains of blah 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 there is a, a little farm and then he's like uh, who fucking writes this shit <laughs> and like he's just going off on this fucking commercial it's so great i gotta find it um do you want fun facts i could take some fun facts i'm in the mood facts I've been dropping facts, and Sam has also been dropping facts left and right. Um, but so the director is Greg Matola. Uh, he didn't do anything else in 2007, but he's directed Day Trippers, Adventureland, that movie Paul, which I the remember alien liking. one, right? Um, With the alien, what? Yeah. yeah, yeah, the alien. And then he did some episodes of of Arrested Development. Um, Judd Apatow, Apatow was the producer. Uh, he also did Knocked Up that year. Um, and he also knew Seth Rogen from um, fucking Freaks and Geeks. So, you know. Uh, Jonah Hill in a lot of 2007. He was an Evan Almighty. Why do I have... Oh, you know what? It's all yeah, coming back Yeah, he was like the me. assistant. He was the assistant. Yep. And then he was also in Walk Hard. I don't remember what he was in Walk Hard either. That was over I don't remember. Ago. That was in quarantine years. That was like 25 years ago. Uh, But he was also in that. Also, so we mentioned Booksmart in the beginning. One of the main characters is played by a girl named Beanie Feldstein. Beanie Feldstein is Jonah Hill's little sister. Yeah. So they were essentially in, you know, in sister movies. Right? That's dope. And it's funny because once you learn... Once I learned that they were siblings, I was like, oh, holy shit, they look exactly the same. Like, they look, if you look at, like, after you learn this, look at pictures of them, you're like, oh, they are absolutely siblings. It's like, like, it's so funny how how cute they are. (laughs) Um, Bill Hader was also in Knocked Up. Um, He was in Hot Rod. He was in The Brothers Solomon. He was also in a romantic comedy called Purple Violets in 2007, which I have never heard of and was not on my list. So I have a little question yeah, mark. I've never heard of it either. One. No. Uh, Michael Sarah is also in Juno. Uh, this was Emma Stone's film debut. So, really? Yeah, this was the first movie she was ever in. Are you serious? In. That's uh-huh. And he and Bill Hader said that she and her mom sat next to him at the premiere, and she was like so cute and nervous and excited for her Aww. first movie. And now look at her; she's fucking winning Good Oscars. For her. I loved her in Easy A. Oh, Queen! I just Queen! Easy A the other day. Love her. Hell yeah! They put it on Netflix. I gotta watch it. I loved that movie. I think that we should bring back the trend of modernizing classic novels. Like Easy A and like She's the Man. I want that back. Uh, Taming of the Shrew also. Um, fuck. Which? Ten Things I Hate About You. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten Things I Hate About Let's You? Get Let's get... Bring that back. That was such a fun Let's trend. Let's get a modern gay <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. Yes! <gasps> yes! There you go. I mean, I, I'm so over a Romeo and Juliet adaptation, but I'm into it. If it's gay, gay, I'm into it. Because it's beaten to death if, with uh, if it's, Literally, I'm sure if you made anything gay, I'd be like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm into it. <laughs> but, uh, oh, Joe Latrulio, uh, his 2007 connections, he's in The Ten and Reno 911. Two of them we have not seen yet. Yes. We have not seen yet. Reno 911, heard it's great. The Ten, uh, well... It sure is a film, isn't it? 
Um, <laughs> and then it was a it has a twenty million dollar budget. It made a hundred and seventy point eight million dollars. It was a fucking awesome. smash, a smash. And it has an eighty eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which is funny because like it's on so many like best ever comedies lists. And some reviewers literally said it like saved comedy of two thousand seven. Like it was like the best comedy. So yeah. I think I understand why some people wouldn't like it, you know, but oh yeah, it's, it's definitely it's like uh, if if it's not your cup of tea, it's not your cup of tea. But I think it's written pretty well. Um, there are some dated things. Like again, we've had this problem with other movies. Like the female characters aren't really characters; they're just there to be infatuated with the main characters, and that's it. Not infatuated. I can't wait until we get like, the yeah. one movie if we can find one that has a female character with you know substance yeah personality. personality just just a crumb yeah, please that'd be nice just a crumb um and you know there are some slurs thrown around in this film that i was like oh okay it wasn't as like shocking as i feel like something like like big stan was where it immediately out of the gate was like hello here's some slurs but like you know every once in a while i was like oh okay all right um, aside from that, terrific film. I, I really enjoyed it. And maybe it is because the bar is so low, but I thought it was great. <laughs> Holds Sam, up. what do you have to think? Best coming of age buddy cop, uh, semi-autobiographical <laughs> period piece I think I've ever seen. <laughs> Very terrific. well put. Very well put. I loved it. Very yeah. astute. <laughs> Because, once again, Sam is a woman of taste. Thanks, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> again, really, really low bar. <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> you. You can see what we've been put through. <laughs> or you can imagine just, you know, what we've been put through to, to do this. <laughs> it really, it genuinely was only two bad movies, but it really put us, oh, it really put us over the edge. Like, <laughs> I don't, I can't, I can't do it anymore. We knew going in that Rob Schneider was going to be bad, but, uh, the, the heartbreak kid, what's his, that, that one, was, that, that one was a shock. the curveball, cause I was expecting it to be decent and it just slapped you and sp- it spit in your it face. Slapped. Oh no. It slapped in the bad way. Yeah. Like that kid yeah. in super bad. Hey, my review is super bad. Super good. <laughs> is it time to wrap up this episode? Sure. Sam, do you have anything to plug? Do you have anything to tell us about? How's your life going? Um, I'm chilling. I just got a second job. Not much going on. Yo, there you go. Oh, hell yeah. You love to see it. Thanks, man. Listen, we're in the middle of a pandemic. It's not a small feat to get another to get yeah, a job at all. Very so I'm proud of you. Thank Very you. impressive. We're making moves. <laughs> <laughs> um, follow us on our socials at Every2007Comedy on Instagram and Twitter. Um, rate and review us on iTunes. Um, you know, DM us. Tell DM us your best um, dick illustrations. <laughs> you, this is the one time we we're actually we're asking <laughs> you to send us dick pics. 
send us dick pics also please. if we were in your spotify wrapped please uh screenshot it and send it to us we want to see inflate our egos please <laughs> and we'll share it on our uh we'll share it on our story hey gina hey, hey gina. gina how are you <laughs> speaking of spotify y'all should check out gina because she is the intro and outro for this little podcast here. And Gina, thank you so much for yeah. letting us use your song 20-something off your album Yellow. It's great. Follow her on Spotify. Stream Yellow. Follow stream her. Split, split Ends. Yeah. Dude, Stream Split Ends, that song fucking slaps. And she's got another uh, another thing coming out called the Lennon series. Yes, Mr. Um, Lennon. She's done it. Yes, she's done it uh, on... I think YouTube already, but like she's actually putting out like the the music, like on like a little EP. So stream that when it comes out. There you go. Shout out to the dog in the background. Nope, Love I'm gonna that. be editing that out. Ah, I think I think they had an opinion. <laughs> they don't. They don't get a say here. I'm sorry. <laughs> they are puppies. Oh, I love them though. Okay, I think it's time to end. Sam, would you like to join us in when we say goodbye? Sure. Yes. All Just right, follow y'all. our lead. A one. A two. It never works. A squiddly diddly do. We'll see we'll you see here. We'll here. 2007. Uh, 2007. 2007. Yay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these eyes. We're a shit show. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> 07.